If you're carrying a flag, conduct yourselves accordingly. You carry it with pride. What that flag is about, what Terry Fox was about, is about determination, dedication, and perseverance. It's about inner strength. It's not about beating your chest. We understand each other? You give me a hua. If you're in it for the long haul, I hope you act accordingly. Okay, careful across the street, folks. Okay. Why we're doing what we're doing is to rise, to stand tall, to extend a hand to our fellow Canadians, including all my brothers and sisters in uniform. Because this is a time of national crisis, and the time to overcome our differences is now. Okay, this is how it's done, folks. We're doing it. Hard to believe that it happened. <laughs> That's it. The Toppinator is here. I just got to change the screen, uh, change this backdrop here a little bit. Uh, James, can you still hear me? Mr. Top. Oh, hey. I got your picture there. Hey, how you doing? Hello. Hello, Ragecasters. <laughs> Welcome. It's an infamous place. Uh, Good to be here. Thank you, man. Thanks for being here. Um, it's uh, it's incredible what you're doing. I, I can't even wrap my head around I mean, I, I can kind of wrap my head around it. But I wouldn't want to wrap my feet around that. Uh, how are yours holding up? No, they're not too bad. They're not as bad as you might have thought. Um, I mean, I had maintained a uh, certain level of fitness, but uh, when I decided to jump into this thing, it was a couple of weeks of preparation while I was running around, not really working out started doing the business in uh them coming out of vancouver back in february 20th went really fast really really hard and uh my my feet kind of got bigger <laughs> i can and, imagine uh, my shoe but my shoes didn't so i think what happened was mm. that i caused some complications with uh you know, swelling i've run into that in the until past. i got around to getting some new boots and Excellent. uh so basically they they swole up, went back to normal, swole up again. My right ankle's a little bit bigger than another one now, but it's all good. <laughs> well, my my world record, my my all-time uh, rock record, I think might be 30 or 31 kilometers. So um, pathetic, uh, you know, compared to what you're doing. Nah. This is outrageous. Um, when I first saw that you were doing this, I, I you know remarked to Morgan earlier that uh, everything that we've done and everything that's happened since, uh, you've just been walking this entire time. Well, we're marching. It's incredible. We're marching, marching yeah. exactly. How heavy go. is that rucksack? Well, we changed over, uh, so I'm, I'm hoping that most of your folks are are, are going to know the lingo, but uh, we changed over from summer or from fall, winter marching order to uh, spring, summer marching order. So it's a little bit lighter than it was. Perfect. When we're moving through the mountains because uh, I wanted all the guys to have, you know, a sleeping bag, shelter, socks, toques, gloves windproof clothing all that crap and so it was a bit heavier actually yeah. going through the mountains which was kind of slowing us down i mountains will do that they typically do slow <laughs> people down uh, um, you are aware but, that cars break down trying to travel through those roads yeah absolutely. you didn't well <laughs> well we did we did there was a section where 
I don't know if you've ever been out this way. And if you haven't, I mean, damn, come on out here. Yeah. Because uh, driving through the mountains is something to see. Yeah. But no, there I'm... was one section between uh, a place called Manning Park and uh, on Highway 3, Crow's Nest Highway, and uh, a town called Princeton, BC, where it was just, it was too treacherous. Like the switchbacks were right up there. Like you would have thought you were back overseas again. Oh no! And uh, with with snow on the on the shoulders, there was just no way. So we had to we had to cut that section out. So I, uh, I owe you uh, I owe you sixty six kilometers. <laughs> that was How another was thing. I was talking about you on the last uh, the last episode of the uh, yesterday Wednesday evening. Uh, I've decided I've been calling you the Topinator now. Um, because <laughs> this is a very, I was a great, I love those films. And, uh, this is, if anyone does a human Terminator, it's you. Um, ah. what, ins- what inspired you to, um, to do it this way? I mean, you'd have to leave it to the infantry NCO to just go, I'm just going to, I'm just going to rock this entire problem to death. I'm just going to put a rucksack on and, and march until it's all, <laughs> until it's destroyed. Well, what was the thought process? Um, I, I just, I'm not sure if you're familiar with my particular story. So I'll fill you in real quick. Like, uh, I had um, been in the armed forces since uh, 1990. I got out in 94, got back in again in 94. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I transitioned to the reserves in 2019. And when doing so, that enabled me to get a position um, as a civilian with RCMP working in Chilliwack, British Columbia. So uh, as of March 2021, I was a reservist at a unit in Chilliwack, British Columbia, and I'm now I have my civilian job working for the RCMP as a range manager. Right. And uh, this is an indoor range that the RCMP uses to run all of their uh, RCMP members through um, their equivalent of PWT, right? So it's yeah. called their annual firearms qualification. So it was the yeah. most amazing job. Yeah. Like, I know. If you've uh, ever watched The Simpsons? Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, there's an episode when Homer quits his job at the power plant to go work at the polling alley. Yeah. And it was exactly the same. Exactly <laughs> the same. <laughs> I'll, I'll refrain from making even, any RCMP even, comments even, today. Even when, I was, even when I was changing urinal pucks. It was, uh, it was, <laughs> it was exactly the same. Job. I'm going back to the plant. I, I mean... You know, to go from full-time army crop to doing something like that, you know, 7.30, 3.30. Yeah. Or, you know, doing a doing a 3.30 to 11. Yeah. And just, you know, because you got you got to uh, um, do a little bit of shooting, right. uh, take care of cop guns and stuff, work with some really switched-on firearms instructors that I learned a ton of stuff from. So, anyway, really awesome job. Um, then you know, come then we have the announcement of the mandates in August for federal government mm. workers, and then come November, they're like, "Well, um, you know, I have an objection to this uh, to these mandates, right? For a number of different reasons, and uh, I, I'm, you know, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to play ball, so I get placed on leave without pay." Okay, so that was the first sucker punch right there. Yeah. A couple of weeks later, um, I get uh, I get told by 
the chain of command of my reserve unit that I'm going to be released now on uh, item 5F wow. for, for not following chief of defense staff direction. Well, I have a feeling that's not going to go over too well with a lot of people here in the near future. <laughs> well, I, I don't, the thing is, I don't think that a lot of people realize what is actually no. going on and what getting released on an item 5F it means. Yeah, like, I'll one. just say this, all right? Um, <laughs> after 28 years, Reg Force, um, I, I got out as a warrant officer. Um, you know, it wasn't because uh, I was a total, uh, you know, excuse my language here, I wasn't a total shit pump. But <laughs> I swear constantly I on did. this channel, it's fine. <laughs> you can go full <laughs> barracks mode here, it's fine. They love it. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> but I did... I did, uh, you know, I did. I got in a bit of trouble back in the day. Okay, I'm yeah. not. Uh, Haven't we all? I'm not a saint. Yeah. But after, you know, keeping my nose clean and doing the business to the best of my abilities for, you know, 20 or so years to have to have them tell me I'm getting released on a five F. Uh, it was yeah. devastating. Yeah. Absolutely devastating. And then you know, having those two things happen, uh, it really, it really, uh, I, I was laid out. Honestly, I didn't. I wasn't in a good place. Uh, so, yeah. and, and I think I have to say, like, one of the things that kind of kept me hanging on was seeing, like, shows like yours, you know, at least there was other dudes out there that kind of had well, the same idea that was like, okay, all this all this stuff is messed up. Yeah. Well, right? that means a lot yeah. to me. Uh, I, I can't tell you how yeah. much. I mean... It, that's that's the of that was that was the, the beginning of the reason why I started doing this in the first place is because there's a lot of us that uh, you kind of lose your way especially when you get out of the military but like for me I, I don't imagine it's much different for you I, I know you've mentioned it in some of your videos that uh, you kind of it starts kind of a psychological spiral every time you see something like um, you know somebody's rights being stripped away or, or something you know anything like this that the government's doing and then you can't help but think like uh, you know the guys we left overseas and, and all the things people had to do and go through and it's like you don't, you don't get to make these decisions. Who, how dare you, you know? And, yeah. uh, you know, we, uh, I was, I don't know if you followed that when I, when I was in Ottawa, I was, I was there with the, you know, air quote protesters or, well, they all, right. they were all veterans. They're all wearing their medals and CBC neglect. They called them protesters and said that we attacked the memorial. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, I was like, how dare you even think that this belongs to you, that you even get to make this decision that you get to pre preclude, uh, you know, me and these guys and the rest of the country from visiting, uh, you know, our national war memorial for, you know, it's, uh, insane. Oh, it, it, it utter madness. So to go back to your original question, seeing that happen, um, but also, I just, I'll just back up a little bit. After I was placed on leave without pay, like I am getting a pension, right? And just paying yeah. my mortgage. Yeah, yeah. I have, I have, a, I have a home in uh, Hope, which is, uh, you know, like that. So I got my mortgage being paid for, mm -hmm. but that's it. Like I still yeah. need other income. So I, yeah. I got a job as a tow truck driver. And I just started to realize, and I'm sure you're seeing this too. And, you know, we spent our lives in the warm embrace of uh, the, the government, giving our paychecks and, and, you know, health, health benefits and all the other stuff. And to see what, you know, folks in the, in the public have to do um, to make a living these days in this country. I was kind of, I was kind of shocked to be honest. Yeah. And, um, I just realized that they're the ones paying us. They were, they were the ones paying us for our, our, our careers and everything we did. Yeah. And I mean, we got to, a, we got, uh, put our lives on the line, but 
I don't know. I thought we were paid pretty good for what we did. So, <laughs> it wasn't bad, but I, I know I know what you mean. I know how you feel. Like I see these people uh, being. Uh, oh. A bunch of people assemble. Well, like, I feel like a lot of the people in the country are, are hurting and suffering and no one's really, you know, that was our job. Like you said, like, it's our job to defend these people. Yeah. That's what we asked to do. It's what we wanted to do. That's what a lot of these guys are made for. That's yeah. who they are. And now, like, as you said, and I agree, this is a national crisis. The, the, the country's coming apart at the seams here. Who do, who is who is expected to, uh, you know, step up and, and say something? Is it the nurses you know, union or is it Uber drivers? And it's like, you know, people are doing what they're doing. But, I mean, at the end of the day, the, the veterans, I mean, guys, uh, you know, I, I tell all of them, that there's a lot, especially the ones that are at home deployed to Ford operating base living room couch and, you know, working on the bottom of a, of a whiskey bottle or something, like uh, the country needs you and could really use your, your voice and your, yeah. uh, your, yeah. your credibility and your support and your leadership and um to see what you're doing is uh mind i i remember when i first saw this somebody sent this to me right before i started whatever episode that was and i was i watched it and i was like is this man insane (laughs) he's going to walk (laughs) so he's gonna march to ottawa he's not even gonna walk there he's gonna carry a rock he's gonna rock all the way to ottawa that is uh yeah that's quite something. Did anyone try to stop you? Like, did your family say you'll die? Like, stop. What are you doing? (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I mean, and that's, but that's the point of it, right? Like it's inspire. It's, it's inspire those guys. It's inspired the hell out of me. I'm concerned. Like I'm actually still serving, right? Like I'm, I'm, yes, I'm, I'm still, I'm still, uh, I'm st- I still haven't been released yet because um, the file is still sitting in Ottawa, and also yeah. uh, probably I'm, I'm going to be getting court-martialed for yeah. uh, um, because I made that announcement in full uniform at a rally, right? Right. I, I don't know if all your folks have seen yeah. that one, but I, I've played it. For, I'm going to play it again uh, when we're towards the end here. After you're after you're done, I'm, I'm going to play that on the way out uh, just because it's a little bit longer and I wanted to, to get into it. But yeah, and that's another another huge uh, um, you know brick to your credibility wall is that you know people say and do things all the time, but not not often at their own uh, personal expense. I, I like to tell a story all the time about uh, a warrant officer I had on when I did basic and or uh, my, my infantry course, and they do the obstacle crossing section with the razor wire, and he demonstrated on his own body how, you know, a man, he lays across the razor wire, and the whole platoon walked across his back, and he just got up and was like, that was it, and off to your next. I caught up with him years later. He's like, dude, I needed like 20 stitches. <laughs> I was all caught up, you know, but I respected him for the rest of my life for that because I knew this guy will yeah. literally bleed just to help me, you know, uh, like that's, that's yeah. incredible. So to see what you're doing and putting yourself on the line like that and um i mean of course yeah they're going to court martial they're going to do all the things they're going to do but that's because you know it's it's you know i mean how can you uh how can you see this and there's so many other people in the the cf that i'm sure are aware of what you're doing um that's got to be giving them something to think about or at least i hope so well i hope so too that's the point of all this as well like i mean this is uh nothing what what i see happening within the with the caf and with the you know, within the, the RCMP to, a, to the same extent as a civilian employee, it was just, you know, this, this uh, unquestioning, you know, unquestioning yeah. adherence to this policy that, that didn't really make any sense. Yeah. And, and that, uh, it's, 
well, that, that's how I, I was always brought up or trained is like, that's not what we do. It's where, you know, in the Canadian army, you don't just, you don't just do something for no reason. Like you're more yeah. not robots. We're not automatons. You know, we're supposed to know what we're doing and no. have a, a clear understanding of what the mission is and the objectives. And if it's ethical and morally yeah, correct, exactly. like we don't, uh, exactly. we don't do unethical, immoral things in the, in the Canadian forces, or at least when not, when I was, uh, when I was trained anyway, apparently things have changed dramatically yeah. since then. Yeah. Well, I think, I think what's happened is that um, we've just we've just had this new belief system imposed on us, right? And yeah. and it's that belief system is uh, the foundation is is health, and and you need to be afraid of everything in order to maintain your health. Right. So, this is this uh, is the same army, by the way, of people what, listening that that wouldn't that refuse to adopt stricter uh, PT standards or health screening. This is the same army now that's really concerned about health all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you just? Can you get out of bed in the morning? Yeah. All right, you pass. I mean, We're good. It's 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 yeah. I I remember actually I was thinking about um, the best way to answer a question. Like what? So what compelled me? to do this was that like, I mean, mm. it's a demonstration um, of, of leadership too, right? Yes. Like of uh, leading from the front and, exactly. and you know, leading by example and stuff. Right. So yep. and you're... that's kind of what I'm hoping that the, the, the dude's like, yeah, still I mean, in. They're afraid to get in trouble. They're afraid to say anything. You're sacrificing probably, you know, your job, your body, your time, your, you know, I, you're doing this all on your own money like um i i mean well, what can you say yeah and, and the really crazy part and i talked about this yesterday or, or whenever that was that a couple of days ago that there were sections of the highway that you you know we it's just too dangerous the switchbacks and stuff you know we talked about but so you're you're planning to you're going to redo those kilometers you're not going to skip them you're going to go back and like circle a building however many times you have to, to make up for well, the last no, kilometer. what we'll do is I, I anticipate, you know, we'll have to do um, in order to to maintain a forward momentum. So I just, uh, we'll, we'll do some victory laps in uh, in the national capital region. And that's what we'll up. <laughs> that's but incredible. I got, I want to, I want to touch on, touch on a couple of things here for a sec, just so everybody's in, uh, this is another, um, I, I want it to be perfectly clear to everybody that, Absolutely. um, we started this as uh, as a, this was uh, the the idea of one dude just doing this on his own, and now there's like nine of us. Wow! So um, there's been a bit of investment on 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 all the folks that got into this, and um, we are now kind of realizing that. In order for this to go forward, okay, well, yeah, we do kind of need funds in some ways. Yeah, of course. But it's 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 something I'm very very. I am open and transparent about any monies that we receive, and anybody who wants to inquire about it. What like we are getting, uh, for example, this barn. This barn dads, um, you know, there'll be a donation bucket, and we're going to account for that. It gets put into a pot, and then we're going to do the same way in the same way that the ranks used to collect funds, right? Right. Uh, the junior ranks and the, and the messes will have a similar type of accounting system, right? 
So everybody is going to be able, anybody who wants to, anybody who is uh, wanting to inquire about how we're using those funds, um, they'll, they'll be able to, you know, they can get a hold of us directly. Sure. Because I was pretty conflicted about that. I still am. Well, in this climate too, right? They, uh, everybody's wanting to follow the money and try to find something wrong with what you're doing so they can, they can shut you down and stuff. Yeah. Um, well, has anyone, just, it, oh, sorry. I just, I was just curious if anyone has ever walked, anyone's ever marched from Vancouver to Calgary for a barn dance before. <laughs> so are you going to be, well, you're going, going to be dancing at this barn dance? Like, do you, do you just, to, uh, yeah, we're actually going to Monarch. Uh, uh, so we're going to a town called Monarch, Monarch, Alberta. Wow. And then we're going to meet some, um, um, organizers, they had been also a bit in Ottawa. There's uh, a, a group there called Taking Back Our Freedoms. And uh, they've arranged for us to be a part of this, this, uh, this, this uh, barn, countryside barn thing was already in the works right. in order to raise funds for Taking Back Our Freedoms. And they invited us to come to it. So we're gonna meet them in Monarch, Alberta. And then we're going to meet up with the Freedom Riders. And then there's also a bunch of other folks who want to march with us and do a slow roll. So Calgary is uh, about two and a half hours north of wow. Lethbridge. So we're not actually going to Calgary until the next day because we've invited up to a rally there. Yeah. And then we'll go, we're, we're going to drive up to Calgary because um, the point of this is it's, we're going to stay east on Highway 3, go through Lethbridge, hit Medicine Hat, then hit Highway 1 and maintain uh, the movement eastwards. Like, right. It's uh, Calgary will just kind of be, um, uh, uh, we'll drive up there, do the business, and then drive back down to our end point and then start marching from where we stopped. It's, a, it's an admin day. <laughs> uh, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yep. Oh, man. I just got a couple of uh, messages here from some people. Uh, some Weekends and Tuesdays says, kicking ass one package of mole skin at a time. Dan, the Raging Canadian, says, infinite respect uh, for you, sir. The Blue Taco says, James, you're an absolute monster. Been following you since you left. Much respect, sir. It's amazing that the lamestream media isn't saying a word about this. So inspiring. Uh, yeah, no kidding, right? St. Maurice Bear says, God bless the infantryman. And uh, Taco, again, says, Ruck, you make me. That's funny. Have you, uh, that was one of, the, one of the questions I had. Has anyone tried to talk to you or reached out for comment at all from, you know, CBC, Global, CTV, any, anything like that? I, I have to say that after I made my announcement back in February at that rally and did the TikTok video, there was uh, a lady did approach me from CBC, but knowing the truth, treatment that all y'all got back in january february right wasn't jillian finley I was, was like, it <laughs> no the woman from the fifth the estate fifth uh jillian finley i was just joking no this woman's name was judy trin okay actually and um i've been actually been advised by uh, i have a lawyer now oh good that's a good thing to have i also yeah. have one yeah it's he's good like, to have those he's like you know you should you should make more effort to talk to them and I'm like, all right. But initially, they that one lady did reach out to me um, way back when, just uh, full disclosure. And I did, I declined because I just, yeah, I wasn't at that particular point. Didn't really have 
I have to say there was a part part of this that was really instinctual. You know what I mean? It was yes. just like, okay, I have to do something. Yes. This is what I'm going to do. I can't fully explain it. Yeah. So I declined to talk to her at that particular point because it was just, I don't think I would have been, been able to explain it as I can explain it to you now. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, that makes so, sense. Are you, when you get, when you get into Ontario, are you into, I mean, you seem to have picked up uh you've got like a section plus there. It looks like are you going to have a, a brigade amount of people by the time you get into the city or what? What, what do you mean? <laughs> well, you're, you seem to be adding on. Like you left by yourself, or, and now there's uh, how many people? You say there's about a dozen of you now. Well, there's nine of us, but okay. they, like the, the dudes rotate through different jobs. So yeah, okay. Um, we bought. I uh, I put some money down on an RV, and um, I got into like a private installment payment plan for it, so it doesn't actually belong to me. Right. But we're kind of paying it off as we go. Yeah. And uh, if we hadn't had that, it, we wouldn't have got it as far as it's bad. And I, I had to have it going through the mountains. Right. Like, there was just no question. Well, so, <laughs> yeah. How, how much, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think I learned, I know a little bit about your history. Apparently, we were in 3rd uh, Battalion together at the same time, which is ironic. I, yeah. It's funny. Because all the other guys were, you know, they were chirping me because, you know, of course, yeah, no, Patricia had to, had to step up and fix everything. And I was like, well, and hey, now, wait. We're going we're gonna, to, we get to share them. We, we've got dual citizenship. Were, were you, uh, did you have an RCR hat badge? <laughs> Or were you? Did we loan you? Yeah, yeah, no, dude. I was there. I was uh, there. I was in. Uh, I was the UMS. Oh, nice. You oh, wow. You That's probably funny. don't recognize me because yeah. I have a beard and I'm not miserable. Oh, right. Well, <laughs> I have a beard and I'm always miserable. So maybe we've somehow shifted. I don't know what's going on. But yeah, I wasn't. Uh, I didn't know too many of the, the recon guys there. Did you know? Uh, yeah. Do you know Matt Oakley? Well, we definitely passed each other in the hall because I. I yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, he's a roommate of mine. I, I was good friends with him for a long time. Sorry? Pathfinder. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think he's yeah. uh I think he might be the mic company warrant there now. I'm not sure, but or opso or, or opso. Yeah, or something. I, yeah. I remember yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think he was JM. He went JM. Yeah, he's he's does everything. That guy's a maniac. I remember uh, do you remember this? I think we I messaged you on the phone and I've talked I've talked with the story on the podcast before. I was in the canteen there at Third Battalion and it was the day Remembrance Day and it was the the Frank we had the the guys made the Sergeant Frank Gervais Award as kind of a joke for like the worst soldier of the year because you're so bad you're pretending to be a soldier. The guy that uh, did the stolen valor thing on Remembrance Day and not first was that you the didn't guy in Ottawa? Yeah. Was that the guy in Ottawa with the <laughs> yeah. The outrageous epaulets? Yes, I think so. And he had to, <laughs> well, we were there and nobody noticed right away because they're doing the Remembrance Day stuff and we we're just talking. And then yeah, uh, yeah. somebody, but he had a, he had the maroon beret on and the RCR hat on. So we're like, wait a minute. Yeah. And then you look yeah, closer yeah. and he's a sergeant oh, yeah. and you're like, wait a minute. And then he's got a Pathfinder badge on. And the other two, the other guys at the table, there's a couple of sergeants yeah. at the table that were Pathfinders. And, he, and they were like, if you're here, and I'm here. Who the hell is that guy? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's pretending to be one of like five people in the whole army. It was hysterical. Yeah, oh, yeah, guys, if I you're gonna try, yeah, if you're gonna pretend to be a soldier, pick something much less, much more obscure. You know, just private machine yeah. gunner number two. No one would ever know. Don't don't impersonate a, star, a, well, a sergeant pathfinder at three or zero. Full hog and become a you know full lieutenant commander. Yeah, <laughs> of the space marines yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh man. Did you, did you do any, um, like how, I mean, mentally this has got to be quite a 
stress? I mean, are you just used to it now? Like I, I've also found that in my, my career and things I've done where it's like things can start really hard and then you just kind of adapt to it and you become this soulless <laughs> yeah. robot. Well, I got to say that it's been um, an amazing experience in a couple of different ways in that. Like, dude, I was the guy that was going to go live in the forest, okay? Like, yeah. I wouldn't, you know, I didn't want to have anything to do with anybody, and like, here we I got, am. Like, we I'm got a lot of those guys. Barn. Yeah. I'm, Absolutely. You know, folks coming up to me and greeting me and stuff, but I turned out to actually be more of a people person than I thought I was, so that aspect of it yeah, is, same here. Uh, is totally new, right? And, yeah. um you know, like the support, like when, when I did that thing in uniform, like almost immediately folks were like, Hey, I want to help you. And I'm, yeah. I'm like, I was overwhelmed. Like, yeah. It's, a, it, and that's, that's the thing I keep telling guys, like there's, there's people, they don't know what to do. And, and, you know, we're kind of in a unique position as veterans and, you know, representatives of, a of an idea or, or the fly or something, right. That represents the, you know, the national identity of, of Canada or what it, you know, yeah. what it was or what it should be or what we believe it to be. And there's a lot of people that identify with that, but they don't really know. They, they want to get behind somebody and then they see somebody like you show up and with their, with your sash on and your medals and everything. And they just, you know, they're ready to go, man. It's uh, I, I it, it's very inspiring. And, you know, to me as well, I remember I used to think this when I was, you know uh, you know, a lot younger, younger before I visited in the military that, you know, these guys are, uh, they're 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 set apart from from say the police or definitely you know politicians or whatever it's uh it's its own it's yeah. a class of its own there's the, the warriors of the nation that are ready to go fight and die for the people that live here and and for everybody that yeah. lives here not a not a political party or a specific uh you know anything it's if you're if you're with me then get behind you know if you're with us get behind me and we'll, we'll take care of it and uh yeah. that's just who we are that's what we're supposed to do and and i mean god i can't say enough about how this is crazy what you're doing and i i suspect that was where the joke came from i was like do you think they're in do you think they're in parliament right now like worried about it like he's not gonna be here tomorrow or anytime soon but every day he's getting closer like the terminator well, <laughs> he's just coming yeah. for you <laughs> i i would i would if i was them i would be concerned because here's the thing i'm not sure if all your folks are realizing this but i actually I am going to pay my respects at the war memorial, at the tomb of the unknown soldier. That's that's part of my mission. To take that back for us. Right. And then um, we are we have a plan. Like I, you know, had a lot of conversations with the dudes that are with me and you know, with myself, not you know, usually not out loud, <laughs> but having a plan when we get there because it was like, okay, what I had to ask myself, like, what am I doing? Why am I doing it? Right because we have to remind those folks okay in the government who they actually work for because i think they've forgotten that and we're going to do it because that's what we're doing by doing this march and that's what i did is i posted a letter on the canadamarches.ca website so that letter is getting sent out by email and regular mail to every single member of parliament if we get enough interest, and, and we will, we're not just going to have, um, you know, request an audience. We're going to demand it because that's not right. Yeah. I just uh, had your website pulled up there for a minute. There's even a live tracker on there. If you want to go to CanadaMarches.ca, you can keep up with uh, James there, and you can find exactly where he is. There's a live tracker you can yeah. click on and uh, pinpoint 
exactly where you're at. Um, where are you at now? Let's see. Just outside Fort McLeod, you're uh, oh, coming up. What's your next? Uh, uh, Monarch, yeah. Should be, there you should go. Be Monarch, yeah. Monarch, and then you're going through Colhurst and Lethbridge, and wow, this is wild. <laughs> I can't believe it. It's so insane. Oh man. And and what what's your anticipated uh, date of you know complete? Like, do you do you have a goal amount? You must have like a you're yeah. shooting for so many yeah, kilometers I had per day. Initially, yeah. Well, we I had initially planned to get there. You know, I wanted to get there like by June twentieth. Just because that's my mom's birthday, but oh. I'm realizing now I'm gonna have to be a little bit more flexible because um, there's things like okay, uh, my foot was acting up. We I have to take breaks like as much as I would like to be a right. uh, unstoppable robot. Uh, I do need to fuel up and um, take a break every once in a while. So, and then there's the aspect of like you know the the Calgary thing like there's folks uh, that wanted us to really, they really wanted us to come up and, and be a part of that so we'll do that and um, I'm thinking end of June right that's right. when I want to get there what an what an insane like they should make a statue of you <laughs> this is over no, this no, is incredible no. I know you would never no, accept dude, it and neither would I no, but I'm just stop. saying I'm just uh, I'm just some guy. I, well, and that's that's why that's why they love you. That's why I love you. It's all this. It's that. It's that typical um, classic infantryman NCO attitude, man. It's uh, perfect. I love everything about this. It's 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 just uh, wow. And I can't. I mean, I'm probably in a better position to appreciate it more than more than most, I suppose. And there is a, there is a lot of veterans that, that watch this, Americans and you know British as well. That uh, I don't know if people understand exactly how. Like just a 10, I remember when I first joined the military, I think the first like five or 10 kilometer rucksack march I did was like, uh, I contemplated suicide for much of it. I was, <laughs> I was not doing well. I was a little guy too when I got in and to, this is, uh, this is crazy. And you went up through these mountains and the whole thing and it's, how, what's the total distance? 4,200 kilometers. Yeah. 4,293. <laughs> but that's, that's, that's just, you know, that's a Google map recce. This, so is this take some, it for what it is. But. Is this uh, is this any kind of world record or something? Like, there's got to be some kind of uh, insane. I mean, David Goggins hold my beer. You know, this is a crazy uh, feat of endurance and mental oh. endurance as well. No, but you know what? Um, one of the one of the reasons what inspired me to do this too, because I had spent a lot of time after I got posted out of three RCR. Hmm. I went to work at. Uh, the Advanced Warfare Center in Trenton. I spent a bunch of time working with Norwegians mm. doing winter warfare stuff. And uh, I met this guy. And if you ever want to look him up, his first name is Rune, R-U-N-E, Geldes, G-E-L-D-E-S. I believe that's how you spell it. Um, sorry, I didn't use a phonetic spelling there. But... Um, <laughs> Rune uh, is a Norwegian who actually crossed um, the width of Antarctica on foot what? by himself. Yes. Why? So do a Google search. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's Norwegian. I, I mean, yeah, I had a I lot mean, of respect for those. Man. I mean, I get uh, it. I, I, I don't mean, know. I, I get why. You know what I mean? There's, I've, done, I've never done anything remotely that difficult, but there is a satisfaction in doing something 
uh, very challenging to your, to your spirit and your soul. And then, and then, and then a con- and doing like, why do people climb mountains? Why do they do anything? Yeah. Um, people like, and you know, Goggins, a guy I just mentioned that they do these extremely down challenging, difficult mental tests where it's much more difficult on your brain, your mind than your body even. Uh, and it's <laughs> just the guts it takes to even attempt something like this is, uh, something else. So, I mean, I guess, yeah. I guess but, uh, to, to most well, people, yeah, you've never, it's it's that it's that first you know like i don't know if you ever uh, got your your uh, your wings or not but or anything you know you ever did rappelling or or anything that we did in the military you know even going out like i i'm sure you probably remember the first time you ever threw a grenade yeah you're probably like holy shit yeah <laughs> you know what am i doing here if i drop this will i die that yes you will don't drop it you will both die yeah don't, don't do that yeah <laughs> you know what i mean so it was kind of like um that was one of the scariest jobs I ever had was being the grenade pit nco <laughs> <laughs> some 17 year old yeah, kids doing up, this i'm like don't please don't <laughs> yeah I, I mean you know what i mean it was just but once you once you got out the door right like once you overcame that yeah. that first initial it becomes normal it, it, well i it, i wouldn't say it's that because there's mornings when i'm like you know, i'm just like oh man can <laughs> <laughs> this just be over another you know two thousand I mean? kilometers like, ago <laughs> <laughs> well three thousand two hundred well, a quarter of the way there already i mean yeah. i say already yeah. because i i uh had I'd read it i'd heard about it and i played the thing here and you know, we talked about it, and then I had so much stuff going on, and we all, and, you know, and I just kind of, and then it popped back up again. I was like, "Oh my god, that guy's still—he's just been marching this whole time," and I, and you were already through the mountains, which is like got to be—that's got to yeah. be the most difficult stretch. But uh, yeah, we were saying before, when before you came on here, this is kind of like uh, the endless march to nowhere. You, you know, you can't even see it. There's no landmarks. It's just—it's going to be like that for a yeah. while. I don't know if you've walked through <laughs> Saskatchewan and Manitoba before, but yeah, it's. Well, the thing is, too, even when we were marching through the mountains, there was times when it just got to be like, you're moving at, you know, four to six kilometers an hour. And uh, you're looking around going, damn, it's a really nice view. Yeah, I would imagine. It's got to be satisfying. And how, how old are you right now, if you don't mind my asking? Uh, can we not go there? <laughs> <laughs> I'm 36 going on. Well, in army years, yeah. I'm almost 90. So I, you know, I don't, yeah, yeah. I was saying there, like, no. I don't even know. I mean, I'm not, I mean, you probably have a lot of it's, injuries as well. You know what I mean? You get banged up and you get problems and stuff. So no, but yeah. it's all, it's all up here. Right. You got that. Uh, yeah. That's true. You know, you, that's, that's what kind of what I want to do with this. You know, it's like get folks to think about what, what is like realistically possible. What, what can you do and not, because I think a lot of the right. times you got folks are just like, I can't do this. I can't yeah. do that. You know what I mean? And I'm honestly like, I'm sure I've slacked off my training probably the last year or so because it hasn't been. Uh, but I, I was I was doing some pull ups and stuff earlier. And I was like, whenever I don't want to do anything like I don't really feel like I don't want to do PT today. James Top is still marching. The Topinator has not stopped. So I have to. I'm like, well, I have no excuse whatsoever. So, I mean, yeah, uh, it's 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 quite but, a thing. Yeah, well, that's. That's what I mean, right? Like, it's just changing, changing the way we think about things sometimes. And like, yeah. I was like, I was thinking of like, you know, going back to the initial question, like, how did I get inspired? Why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, 
Okay, well, I, I feel very strongly about what the, what's happening with the, with the truckers and what's going on with the Freedom Convoy. Okay, what can I do? I could go to Ottawa. Uh, I can't fly there. Yeah. How could I get there? And, you know, add my voice to theirs. And I was right. just like, I know exactly what I can do. <laughs> wow. I mean, and there's something inspiring. And it's like, uh, I learned that from a, from a younger age because I had um, one of my first uh, section commanders. Uh, you don't know who Teddy Stoneham is, by any chance, do you? Say again? Ted Stoneham. What's this? Heard that name? I'd have to see his name. I'd have to see his face. He was kind of a two RCR legend for a long time. He was in the British military for a long time. And then he came over here. So he's a he's a British guy, but he was but he he'll tell you he's Canadian. He's he's he is, and he did twenty some years. I don't know how. I think they had to kick him out because he was in for so long. They're like, that's enough, Teddy. You can't you can't stay anymore. <laughs> and uh, he was fifty or fifty one when I came to his section. I think I was nineteen, and he was running around me, and was in better shape than I was, and he was just crushing people. And I was like, it, I from the, I was like, oh okay. So as long as you just keep working, you can. You can be an animal well into your fifties, at least, you know. And I've yeah, seen these guys. Yeah, so it's that stagnation that gets you. Yeah, yeah. yeah so and, and and you know the other guys. There's always I, I had lots of those guys too when I was a young corporal and stuff. And they'd be like, "Oh, we'll see what you we'll see what you're saying when you're my age. When you're 37, yeah. we'll understand." I'm like, "Yeah, we will see." You know. Well, that was lazy. that was the kind of mindset that I tried to avoid because I yeah. found that you know was like self defeating. <clears throat> something that was hitting me was like you know okay. Guys are telling themselves yeah. how they're falling apart and they're in their mid to late thirties. Yeah. And I'm just like, well, <laughs> you're in the prime of your life. Like why, why are you falling apart? Like you, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. I think Muhammad Ali was yourself. world champion at that age. I think so. So yeah, 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 exactly. Like you're just telling yourself you're falling yeah. apart. I don't think you're actually falling. No. Apart. <laughs> So I don't imagine you're the type of warrant officer to give out like MIR chits too easily. I don't, I don't, I'm not getting that vibe from you. Well, I didn't give them out. I just had to look at them and, you know, shake my head. So you just sensed, I could sense it. I could smell like, I can smell your fear and weakness. Boy. I mean, I'll be honest with you. It was, it, it was at a point where I was like, okay, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And then if that's your thing, um, I'm not you. Like right. I can't, I, I don't have to look at myself in the mirror. You yeah. do. Yeah. Does that make sense? <laughs> and then you'd walk away, and then that guy would sit there quietly, and then then he'd stand up and put his rucksack back on. <laughs> like, yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> I shamed him into continuing. Yeah. Yeah. I like that strategy. I've used that one myself. Uh, Windsor 519, he says, three shots for James Top. Immense respect for you, sir. Thank you for your service. Buy seeds. That's, a, that's probably good advice. Says, uh, deepest thanks, James, for this heroic effort. Uh, seeing the drawings and gifts received from so many children is absolutely heartwarming. You're giving so many Canadians hope and renewal of national pride. Best of luck on your journey and deepest respect and thanks to our veterans who served so honorably. God bless. Thank you very much. Guys. Yeah, it's good to hear from, from dudes. And um, I always look forward to hearing from yeah. The guys I served with too. I've heard uh, from a couple of them since I was all gonna, this started. I was going to ask about that. How what the reception has been mm-hmm. like from because uh, I I get messages from guys that are still in and, and all the time, but they don't want to. They can't say much publicly or anything because they'll be you know yeah for work, yeah so. exactly yeah. How how has that been on your yeah? End? There's been a couple of dudes who have, who are still serving who have reached out and said fuck yeah get yeah. her done yeah and. Um, <laughs> 
there's uh, there's a lot of guys who I who I did know, like uh, I knew a, um, a good buddy of mine from back in the day in Afghanistan. Actually, he was in my section in Recce. Mm. He contacted me, and uh, Kieran, if you're watching, hope you're doing all right, buddy. Yeah. Um, then you know I was like, that's <laughs> you can curse me or you can uh, you can. Um, hate on me but i really once i heard from guys like that i was like i i don't care what anybody says i same thing uh for me i don't <clears throat> i i did a uh, kind of a one-man protest sort of thing against omar cotter a couple of years ago and i didn't know how it was going to be received or what was going to happen i've put my medals on i went down there they're giving this guy money and he's he's doing a speaking tour about how much of a victim he is and all this kind of thing in the city of uh you know where my roommate was killed chris Stanix, uh he's, he's from you know the halifax area so i was just disgusted by the whole thing and i and i went out and did it and then i was like i don't know how that's going to be received and i kind of felt weird about it and i had so much overwhelming like the only people i really want the um you know, the, I don't know if it's approval or is is your peers. You know, the other guys, and if they're if they're behind me, yeah. then I'm like, I don't care what the fuck anybody yeah. else says about anything. I'm, you know, I'll never stop. So, um, yeah, I know what you mean there. It's it's quite a because you're gonna you're gonna have enemies. You know, it's gonna as soon as you take a side on anything, that's just part of the game. And you know, a lot of people can't yeah, handle that. So. I, I just don't understand it. Like, I just yeah. don't. I, I do get. You know, it has been not happening as frequently. But um, there's occasionally, you know, you get a car will come up pretty close or something like that. And you'll get a, or if, there's, if it's, uh, if we're going into oncoming traffic, like sometimes I do on two lane highways, you know, you'll get the middle finger and that. And then I just, yeah. It weighs on me a little bit because I can't imagine why this would bother you. Yeah, <laughs> so I, know, that I know. It's, uh, it's, it's, people are just, um, and and that's um, I've been blame I blame the media for this, you know, because they lie uh, so much. And uh, you know these these politicians and these governmental organizations, bureaucracies, these they would never get away with any of the things they're doing if it wasn't for the media cheerleading for them and covering for them and lying for them and telling lies about you know what they've done, you know, the people in Ottawa and so on. And who knows what they th they they think something about you. I've had people say things to me that are so off base and so incorrect, and they're so sure of themselves mm -hmm. because they read it on CBC. And it's, right. uh, you yeah. know, it's like, I blame them entirely. So it's like, these people are being lied to. I feel bad for them in a lot of ways where it's like, I know what it's like to live in a kind of a false reality where you believe one thing is true and it turns out to be, nope, that's actually not even, it's not true. And it's uh, terrible. <laughs> so um, it is, it's it a terrible is. thing. It's, uh, it's, it's the, the, the harm that has been done Yeah, is it's uh, incalculable. Yeah. I, I just, I, I can't. It's like we have we have been uh, divided to such an extent now. I'm not even sure at this point if it's bridgeable. Yeah, I I'm agree. gonna try. Exactly. Well, you got to try, and uh, you know that's absolutely you got to try. But I, I agree with you there. I don't know how. I mean, they've done irreparable damage to society. I mean, families have been torn apart. Um, for longtime friendships, divorces, like all over uh, over this. Uh, you know, theater and, and craziness that they've been, you know, uh, peddling and the nonsense and the lies. And mm -hmm. I mean, it's not even mm -hmm. any but one subject in particular. It's everything. They've, they've divided everybody along any kind of 
talking point or, yeah. or cultural yeah. point or, you know, age even. Like, ah, oh, boomers and zoomers have to fight each other. It's like there's there's not one thing. I mean, I, I was joking with this yesterday. You, you could put a, pic- a picture of a toaster on Twitter. I'll just put up a picture of a toaster and someone <laughs> will say, I like toast. I like waffles. And fuck waffles. Fuck you. And then it's like, now we're fighting. You can't have anything anymore. People will fight over it's, anything. Twitter is the Jerry Springer yeah. of social media apps, I guess. Yeah. Oh, there you it's go. It's crazy. I know. <laughs> I know. And I'm just... At this point, what I would ask is, what do you what do you think the solution is? What do you what do you think would repair all this? That's a tough one. I mean, I don't know. At this point, it's uh, ideally you, we need um, we need we need transparency. We need accountability. That's that's number one. Um, people are getting away with things that they shouldn't be getting away with, and there's no there's not two sides of the conversation. There is no conversation anymore. We're being dictated to um, by the television you know via via these officials so like this that needs to be broken that needs people need to know what's going on there needs to be open uh transparent dialogue and then you know and the facts need to be you know presented without bias the police need to act without bias without political affiliation. i mean they're being a lot in a lot of cases are acting as political activists uh you know ignoring certain things and enforcing certain other things and that's not um people need to do their jobs and uh, we wouldn't have these problems if that was the case. I mean, the, the institutions and everything we have set up, uh, if they were functioning correctly, none of this would have happened. If people did their jobs, if the media told the truth, if the, you know, the police didn't act with bias and, uh, you know, this kind of thing, we would be fine. Um, but that's not what we have now. So I don't know. I think uh, probably the solution is you just, you know, we got to talk to more people and, and get more of this, this messaging out because that's, for me, that's, that's what kind of snapped me out of it was, was finding new information that had been hidden from me. Um, and, you know, seeing different viewpoints. Well, I, I think you just hit on something there because I think that's what we can, what we can do is try to get people to do more self-reflection because that's mm. what you, you, that's what, that's what I, you know, kind of got to. How do I know my particular set of truths is more valid than those folks who believe on other things? Right. Well, uh, I made sure that what I believed in was like actually true, you know, yes. by thinking about it and, and, you know, looking at different sources of information and, you know, getting a variety of opinions and, and then, you know, coming to my own conclusions. Right. So I think if we can encourage other people to do that, then maybe we could start that. And I don't know. And, what do you think? Well, yeah. And, and that's, like you said in one of your videos that um, people need to have the, the right, or they do, or they should, but it's not being protected, the right to have their own opinion and the right to think and believe and feel what they want and say what they want and express themselves the way they want. I mean, as long as you're not hurting anybody, you know, you're not going out and attack. I, 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 you know, I have the right to hit people on the head with a pipe wrench. Well, no, you don't. <laughs> you, know, but, you know what I mean? If you say what you want yeah. and, and, you know, if you don't like it, I mean, I, you know, we're... Not, you know, I mean, I wasn't born yesterday. I remember the 90s. I remember the days before Facebook and social media. It's like, you didn't, you didn't like something. You just turned it off. You know, I don't, I don't like this. Yeah. Then turn it yeah. off and don't listen to And that's it. And then it's gone. But now there's, a, there's, a, there's this urge to this authoritarian desire to control absolutely everything. And um, if people don't conform to whatever, you know, the current thing is, then they're attacked and, 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 and punished. Um, yeah. You know, and and uh, you know you know uh, Morgan and, and some other people are actually 
uh, in the middle of you know trying to get some some lawsuits and stuff off the ground in in one of the provinces because it's extortion. It is extortion when you say that um, you know you need to do this or you lose your job. That's protected yeah. under under the Bill of Rights and the Canadian you know Constitution. Yeah. You can't do that to people. You can't pull a Harvey Weinstein no. and say I'm put you I'm, you're putting I'm putting this in you or you're fired. No, and <laughs> and that's I mean I thought we. You know, that's what I said about the war memorial that they fenced off. I said the, the rights and everything that we're supposed to be enjoying right now, and they, they, they were paid for already. That's what the monument's for. That's where all those names, all, all the blood yeah. that we've shed, that's our, the price has been paid. So for you to yeah. take something away that we already paid for is, is theft. <laughs> okay. So, uh, you know, yeah, I, exactly. I, I, exactly. to say I'm angry about it is not even scratching the surface about uh, how I feel. Um, you're angry enough to walk across a continent with a with a rucksack on. So, I mean, the, uh, I, I, you know, kind of predicted that a while ago too. Some people get angry right away and they yell and scream this kind of thing. And I said, if this keeps continuing, you're going to start seeing some real serious guys get off the couch, and they're not going to do little things. They're going to, they're going to really, you know, get involved in a in a big way here. And I think that's um, yeah. Sounds like what happened to you. Um, you don't seem like uh, you seem like a quite quite a serious yeah. fella to me. Absolutely. Yeah, I know it's it's a serious business and that's yeah. what it's you know it's not just me either. It's guys like you, it's guys like uh I'm in touch with uh now the folks who set up uh Veterans for Freedom who are some oh, of the I was, organizers of I was gonna ask you about that. Yeah, they're they're uh you know um Police on guard, veterans for freedom, uh, taking back our freedoms. Okay, so I'm just a part of that group of people. And now we're going to, you know, coordinate our efforts, right? Right. And um, it's like this shit is starting up, like for real. It is. Like, there... I feel like we're at a real tipping point here. I agree. I think it's... Uh... It's getting there. Things are starting to pop up. Like this, this, these things didn't exist a couple of years ago, and now some, like I said, some some serious guys that are uh, they're not going to get bored. And go away. <laughs> I mean, these guys, did, you know, some yeah. of these guys did seven rotos and stuff, right? Like these are serious guys that don't uh, they're not screwing around. Yeah. They want to do something. They're gonna they're yeah. gonna do it until it's done or they're dead. One or the other. Hundred um, percent. And we're you know, and our adversaries are people that uh, you know hide behind desks and think that you know you know words are assault and. You know <laughs> these kinds of things, so I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if you have the will and the resolve to go toe to toe with these guys and win, but you know, God, good luck to you. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. I think uh, <clears throat> with this crew I got here and working with uh, with guys, you know, you're gonna get folks together. Other people are gonna get folks together, and it's gonna be like, have you ever seen that? Uh, that the that movie, The Bad News Bears, <laughs> maybe an old one. It's a it's an underdog story about baseball. But Everybody loves those ones. Check it out. Yeah, and the other thing too is once people like yourself or anybody that's getting involved in your story and and, and any of the the stuff that happened in Ottawa, people don't get involved and then get bored and do something else. I've noticed over the past couple of years. Like once they're in, they're in, and uh, yeah, that becomes a that becomes a big part of their life. So it's just spreading and becoming more, more prevalent around the country. And I mean, the government's response so far has just been to squeeze harder as if that's going to 
fix things somehow by well just punish people even more to prove how we're not tyrannical we're going to imprison <laughs> protesters and freeze bank accounts and hit people with you know uh carbines and trample them with horses and so on to prove how benevolent and you know wonderful we are it's it's like yeah I don't know. yeah it's, it's it it really is upside down land like uh, it's astonishing and i haven't yeah. <laughs> i haven't used that word very often until you know in and around 2020 and, uh, now i use it yeah it's every second sentence seems like. it's i can't you know th something like that create something crazy like this would happen every 10 years and now it seems like i'm daily on a daily basis i i uh i did like a funny just a stupid you know kind of an advertisement for my channel once and it was just i was just waking up out of bed and i just i spend probably a good five minutes every morning i just look at my phone and i'm like i don't even i'm not ready I don't want to know. I don't want to know what night, what fresh hell is awaiting me on that, on that screen now. What's happening? Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, like, oh, we've sold Alberta to China, have we? Excellent. Why yeah, not? yeah, yeah. Oh God. That's yeah. That that's why this is in one way. This is a good thing because I can just, you know, I don't have the. I, I have this as my mission. I can focus on my mission and, yeah. uh, like, uh, you're making good. That time. part of it. That part of it, I don't have to uh, pay yeah. too much attention to. Well, it's, you can only you can only control what's in front of you and what what you have in your hands, and um, I think you're doing a doing a pretty damn good job. Um, yeah, everybody's uh, a lot of people watching this having having a good time. I appreciate you guys uh, showing up here. Chelsea says, "May the road rise to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm." upon your face well i'll probably get a sunburn here soon you know walking across the prairies and oh yeah and, and you left yeah. in the winter time which is equally like <laughs> when did you what was the date you left vancouver i'm gonna walk through the february, I'm 20th. Of, february 20th yeah well there was a bit of <clears throat> excuse me there was a bit of method to the madness there because we did uh like, I mean, the weather in the lower mainland is typically mild, right? And right. then I figured, okay, we're going to get a bit of well, dicey weather going through the passes and stuff. But, I mean, dude, I'm not particularly religious. <laughs> but there's a lot of stuff that came together in a really weird way that, yes. you know, sometimes I'm just like, damn. Yeah. Like, I mean, we managed to get under like ahead of or just underneath a couple of weather systems. Like there was a, there was a winter storm in the Kootenays. You know, it was like, you know, just, just kind of just ran out in front of it, you know, just yeah. and then it came in behind us. Yeah. That's so, been a common thread for a lot of people these last couple of years. I'm not really religious, but <laughs> some weird things have happened to me. Yeah. yeah. It's, everything seems to be, you know, it really does feel as like a lot of things are seem to be on on a track, like some kind of collision track to a climax of something here. Like people are being drawn together, networks are being formed, like things are happening all over the place that, um, yeah, you know, had to happen that way for for this to happen and for that to happen. And it's just a, uh, it's beyond my. I just I'm just riding the roller coaster now at this point. Uh, Shambo yeah. says, uh, "See you in Calgary, James. Keep on trucking, buddy." Ooh, what was that? that went yeah, on? yeah. So I'll be there. Yeah. We got to go, the whole crew is going to go out back. We just decided that this morning. Okay. We'll drive and, up in our uh, yeah in our mobile support unit. Yeah, and I, I also laugh that you you don't, you don't you don't even take the rucksack off to take pictures with people. Is, is it just part of your body now? Like, do you just sleep? You know, it just never comes off, or um, I don't. <laughs> I gotta tell you though, um, that's there they go. <laughs> um, 
this, uh, this, this, I, I don't know if I should plug them or not, this particular rucksack, because uh, I left all my army crap at home because I figured, okay, well, <laughs> they yeah. might, they might go seize that or something. Yeah. So. Nobody uses the issued stuff anyway. It's all crap. <laughs> <laughs> but I got this, uh, I got this here just before I left. Is that a mystery ranch and, bag? Um, sorry? Is that a mystery ranch bag? Mystery ranch, mystery ranch, yeah. I knew it. <laughs> and it's it's the bomb, as we like to say, right? Yeah. They're it's, uh, it's the shit. They're priced accordingly for a reason. They're they're deadly. And um But I mean, yeah, after, you know, it was just day forty one, so <laughs> You're gonna, if you're it's, gonna march across the country, across the continent, you should probably invest in a decent bag. I mean, you know. Yeah, uh, I, I assume you're not wearing flip flops as well either. You, you, I can't believe no, you don't have no. sponsors. You don't have like five uh, eleven sponsors by now, or. You know, I those... did. I did have some five eleven. Yeah. And um, I think uh, I don't know. I switched over. Like I feel kind of like a wuss because I switched over to some Hoka one ones. Okay. And. Um, but I had to do it. I mean, it was like the, uh, I don't know if you've ever done uh, Iron Man or a Mountain Man. Yeah. But uh, the Mountain Man, they just do, they just, uh, the, they do the Pickley, uh, the Pickley's, well, the One Brigade. Mm-hmm. They do a, uh, instead of using combat boots like we did in Petawawa, they do it with uh, running shoes and shorts. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've done a couple so. of those, those crazy I mean, one, one we just shut up. Me and my partner uh, had no training because they demanded another team from the battalion. And it was, <laughs> it was me, me and another master corporal. They're like, well, you guys are like, well, when, like, when are we going to do this? Like, it's Monday. <laughs> this is Friday. <laughs> like, you want me to just – so we did it. And we showed yeah. up, and, and we were the first – we were, like, in sixth place when we got to the canoes. And we were drinking the night before. Like, we were like, no one expect us to even finish oh, that's the hardcore. thing. So we were like, whatever. <laughs> and then we were, like, in sixth place. We were killing it, but neither of us could work a canoe. We ended up going in circles. The Patricia guys rammed our boat, and they tried to sink us. So one guy threw a donut at my head. You know, anyway, we ended up doing all right. <laughs> but we were like, we're going to win, you know. No, we came, like, 27th or something. But <laughs> Well, that's still pretty good. It wasn't bad. It was one. Yeah, it was a, the Bushman. It was like the RCR one. It was. Oh it was, yeah, wasn't yeah, quite yeah. the Iron. It was like a two thirds of an Iron Man or half an Iron Man or something. But yeah, I wouldn't try an Iron Man on no training and no sleep and no. Yeah, it was just stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Rob McCallum, if he's out there, if he's listening. I hope you're still alive, buddy. That was, uh, that was crazy. <laughs> like you have no training. Nope, I'm just gonna do it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's the oh, one. the shit we put ourselves there. Yeah, and that's I. I don't anticipate. Like, there was no workup training for you for this. I don't think you did any kind of. You just kind of. I've done rucksack marches before. <laughs> I'll just, just march to <laughs> Ottawa. <laughs> you know how many time zones that is, James? It's quite a while. Yeah. 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 Wow. And the weather's been pretty good. I, I, I guess you've missed a lot of these storms and stuff. Well, I mean, we there have been days when it's been raining and stuff. Absolutely, especially going through uh, BC. I mean, my God, there was a couple of days there where I was, you know, uh, three days in a row going up between um, Hope and uh, and Sunshine Valley. The twenty-seven kilometer stretch there where it was just you know pissing down rain every day. Oh, so you know, awful. Kind of like uh, being on being on uh, fall exercise. 
Yeah, back on three Bravo again. <laughs> <laughs> Fall exercise, Wayne. Right? Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Horrible. Oh man. But I mean, like today is picture perfect, and uh, yesterday was a little bit of uh, sun and cloud mix. But I mean, I anticipate there's going to be some weather events, and uh, we'll work through it. Just of course, like we have with all That's... this. If it's a, <laughs> that's why we got all our gear because people yeah. well that, folks ask like, why, that why was, are you carrying all that stuff that was something else i wonder because there's always been speculation and no one really knows who controls the weather machine this has been a you know an infantry <laughs> lore thing going back generations yeah, probably yeah, but yeah, we yeah. believe it may be in the hands of the cds do you think they'll deploy the weather machine on you especially as you get through the thunder bay area maybe to try and slow you down or no i think he's going to deploy he's going to send up the black flies the black, oh, the shad flies. Yeah, the, the insects could be also deployed. <laughs> if people don't know, it's just what happens. You know, it'll be beautiful weather for a month, you know, and then we'll go to the field in, in end of May for a weekend or a week. And then there's a snowstorm and there's locusts and alligator yeah. eats a guy. You're just like, what in the hell? And it's like, oh, the weather machine was turned on. And, you know, it has to I, be. I remember, yeah, I remember being in Gatestown one year in August. <laughs> and it was <laughs> I was the uh, only man that, that returned <laughs> no <laughs> no I, I remember it was bone dry yeah. and I had my entire rain suit on including leather combat gloves Oh no! because I was being eaten alive by mosquitoes <laughs> they're bad at their oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah I had a couple of guys um they were doing PLQ at the time, and they were in, I don't know if you're familiar with the training area, they're in Sharps Woods. And uh, I, I had been there once briefly, but they would, when they came out of there, they were, looked like different men. And I was like, what happened? Oh. And, he, and he just grabbed me by the shirt and says, Mackenzie, for the rest of my life, I don't care what happens, never again ask me what happened in Sharps Woods. <laughs> I was like, okay, man. He still never told me. I think someone yeah, was killed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's... Yeah, there's <laughs> The old training area. <laughs> Those bugs are bad in Gagetown. Petawawa, they're not great either. They got that sand hill. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I, I think that will be the biggest challenge. One of the, I had an interview yesterday, and they were talking about, um, you know, the black flies going through mm. uh, Ontario, and I think that will be... That'll be interesting. Yeah, just get one of those nets. One of those... <laughs> I don't know. That would help at all. Those giant right. nets. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe you could get a guy to go ahead of you with a flamethrower. Maybe Elon Musk could send uh, send one of those out and just clear the keep. The I I don't clear. think Elon Musk is a real person. He you know is he a robot? That's another thing we've we've we're not sure. He could be a cyborg. You're I mean you you're a, a Skynet product yourself. Is are you have any insight on this? <laughs> I I should probably be careful what I say. <laughs> he's a secret. He thinks, he's a, Elon, he thinks Elon Musk is a robot. He's a prototype. We don't. <laughs> everything you say is true. Is taken as fact immediately. But, yeah, yeah, the left has yeah. no sense of humor whatsoever. He's saying anything. Oh, they will. Crazy. Yeah. James Top rambled insensibly for hours about Elon Musk being a robot. <laughs> well, we know how this guy thinks. <laughs> oh, oh every radio yeah. guy ever, every TV person. Oh, my God. No. Oh, so, so what kind of pace uh, are you doing? 50, 60, 70 kilometers a day. Well, no. I mean, typically, I have I have to I have between thirty eight and forty three kilometers a day to achieve, in order to meet the target date of you know around end of June, right? Right. 
So what's been happening is that um, by going through the mountains, we had to shorten stuff up, um, pick up the pace in parts where the terrain was a little bit more favorable. So some days we would go like, you know, 27, 32, and then the next day, you know, go 40 or 45. Because it's an average I'm trying to do. Right, right. Yeah, I see and uh, I think what's going to happen after we hit Lethbridge yeah. and do the Calgary thing those are, is those we're going to stop probably, flying for real. Especially for new guys in the military, if they're around, they're listening. That's, those are some of the scariest words you're ever going to hear. Is when the recce warrant says we're going to pick up the pace. Your your life is about to suck really bad. I can I can tell you there's uh, I can feel the fear when I say that. <laughs> I only got a little taste of it. I only ever got to be a section commander. I can only imagine the you know, the, the the fear stick you could wield as the as the wrecking warrant or the, or a you know a CSM or an RSM or something it must be quite satisfying. I imagine. But um, yeah, I I don't like you know it, the thing is this is a target we have to achieve so we'll probably make best use of the terrain it's nice and flat yeah um got we got our uh, spring summer marching order on we'll pick up the pace because today we're only going you know 25 in the monarch oh is that all yesterday we yeah yesterday we only did 32 only so we got to get up that uh we got to get those miles up there's people in this country that refuse to park any further than three or four spaces from the entry doors to walmart because it's too far to walk and you're like, it's only 32 kilometers. I'll just why? Yeah. <laughs> it's so, so shit. I mean, wow. It's 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 incredible, man. I just, I can't even, I'm going to check this live tracker thing all the time. I'm just going to maybe get it on my phone and be like, I wonder where he's at now. I, wonder how, I think it has your pace on there as well. Uh, yeah, see. I'm not sure. I mean, we're going a little bit slower now because uh, we're doing this. But, you know, I try, I try, I'm trying to keep it up to, you know, between like five and a half, six and a half kilometers an hour. Has your altitude, has your time, it doesn't have your speed, but, uh, you know, we could probably, probably guess that. Where are we going? We're on the Crown Set Highway. Crow, no, Crow's Nest Crow's, Highway. Crow's Nest. Yeah, Crow's Nest. I've never been, the only place I've ever been was uh, Edmonton uh, in Lloydminster, I suppose, but. Yeah. Coming up, Lethbridge, and then Tabor. Tabor is coming up on the docket. That's uh, my friend of mine, yeah. uh, Brendan Black. Your uh, uh, Danger Cat's Uncle Hack is from there, so I wonder if he'll be home. Cool. <laughs> Tabor, Alberta. Oh man, yeah. what do you do to stay like entertained? Like, do you listen to music, or I guess maybe you're doing this? Are you just talking to people every day? Or? Oh. Yeah, well, folks drive up like occasionally, like if we're going through a more of a built-up area. Yeah, you'll meet some people on the side, but I mean. Uh, I'm focused, right? I'm focused on the mission. I keep my head up, maintain situational awareness, look to the left and right and maintain 360. It's uh, uh, it's good exercise for the mind. <laughs> it's good exercise. I would imagine. It's like escape from Siberia. You're just going to march all the way to Poland or something from a, the Soviet gulag in northern Siberia. My God. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you know, the, the, I got, we do that eight to ten hours a day. We we maintain a march discipline of about 45, 15 or 50 and 10, right? So, um, and what are you doing for food? Well, this is where, you know, we got, uh, we got the RV and we prepare food. Okay. Um, 
for ourselves because we have to eat good. Like we, we, yeah, we, of course. we have to eat. Our I assumed you were just like eating souls, like just consuming the souls of your enemies along the way as they do. They become demoralized and like it just uh, strengthens you. you no, I, mean? I'm crushing donuts too. <laughs> Carbs. They're going. You can burn them right off. It doesn't matter. It was like yeah. It's car. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, probably the it's hardest like thing. Some of the hardest things I ever done. I, you know, I did the uh, the selections and stuff in the military, and they were you just eat everything because you're burning it all off anyway. It doesn't. Oh yeah. Eat it. Eat totally. it all. It's fine. I actually once I overdid it, and um, they had these little cases of uh, uh, oh, not 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 Joe Lewis's, but something like that, like passion flakes. <laughs> you know the little passion flaky boxes. Oh, passion I flakey, fucking ate yes. them all. I fucking <laughs> ate all of them, and on, on in seesaw, and then I was like, I almost went into a diabetic coma. <laughs> Walking somewhere, I was like, oh, I don't feel yeah. good. I probably ate five thousand grams of sugar. It's like fucking him, heart attack. Uh, my pant- I hurt my pancreas. <laughs> my insulin levels are damaged. Oh man. Uh-huh. Some weekends and yeah, Tuesday yeah. says I quit drinking years ago, but I'll gladly buy this legend of all. A legend, all of the beers for what he's doing. Mad respect. Yeah, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of that. A lot of people are pretty pumped about what you're doing, and I, I am too. I could. I mean, I just. Ah, my God. I mean, I think I did 30, 31K once, and that was like, that was tough. That was rough. And then you're just, this is your, this is Tuesday for you. I'm just going to do that every day. You could do it. I I know you could do it. If you were, oh, don't, don't, don't challenge me. Why isn't he doing it? I'm going to get shamed into it now. You could, you could do it. You could leave New Brunswick and meet me in Ottawa. I'm in Nova Scotia. I mean, I don't know. I maybe. That's even better. (laughs) Yeah. Great. Yeah. Extra. Oh my God. Yeah. I've actually, I got a chit uh, right now. Warren. Sorry. I can't. It says no uneven ground. Um, you know, I can't go to the field. I can't, uh, you know, I have to stay home (laughs) and play video games. It says right there on my chit. Yeah. Yeah, I would like I would like to come and uh, come down that way when you get close, though. I, I think that's going to be quite the thing. I think a lot of guys would should and, uh, and well, should, as this goes great gain steam, I would imagine as you get closer. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be uh, it's going to be something special. I think. I I don't I don't think anything like this has ever been done. And you know, you made the uh, the Terry Fox references, and you know what Terry Fox is about. This is a very similar thing. Um, yeah, I, but I, I, I don't like, I can't, I can't make that comparison. Cause I'm I know you're not, I'm making the comparison. You know? Yeah, <laughs> I'm not well, going to ask you to, but, but, uh, you you left the memorial, I think, right in Vancouver in, um, in, in comparison in the way that a man is, is willing to put his body on the line, uh, you know, and Terry Fox wore the Canadian flag on his shirt as he, you know, he did his, uh, you know, his, yeah. his marathon there and. And you know you you've embarked upon quite a marathon isn't even the right word. You've embarked on on quite a mission yourself, and um, you know your body, your your mind, your career, your your employment, and all of this stuff um, for the for the sake and the betterment and the you know the hopes of the Canadian people. And I can't even. Uh, I mean, this is this is. I, I mean, find me something more impressive and compelling than this. Uh, I don't know what CBC is busy talking about right now. Um, something else. The Will Smith fiasco, uh, I suppose, is much more engaging. Hang in, hang in there with me. We'll, we'll go uh, say hi to these folks over here. Sure. Uh, the government. Uh, he's a friend of mine. He's in, he's in Ottawa. He's an RCR guy. And he says, respect James C. in Ottawa. Another two RCR guy. We're going to have a... Good. How are you? We're live streaming. Are you okay? How you doing? Damien, really nice to meet you, man. So, What's your name? Damien. Nice to meet you, Damien. Mind if I join up for a while? Sure. Uh, well, I'm at, yeah, I'm getting pretty close, uh, so we're going to, uh, you know where the RV's at? It's going to have to fall in. Where, where are you from? 
Calgary, okay. You, uh, what are you doing down here? Just came down to give you a little support. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. Thank you. I got still with me. Hey, how you doing? Good, good. What's your name? Trevor. Trevor, nice to meet you, Trevor. Great to yeah. see you. Taco says, how far did he walk during just this interview? Uh, probably uh, a few kilometers. We're in an hour and a half, hour and 15 minutes, so. Yeah, so far since we left this morning, we got uh, we got 15 kilometers on the, on the, on the clock. When, yeah. when did you leave this morning? What, do, you, do you just get up and eat and go right at 7 a.m.? or? Yeah, we usually get up at around 6. Yeah, of course. And then we get um, um, going around 8. Like, I mean, I'm working. Most of the fellas are, are uh, like, they're not as familiar with military as I am. Right. And you are. So, you know, I try not to make it really hard timing, right? So yeah. we leave at 8 or so and... There's no, there's yeah, no inspections not. or anything. There's no, you know, you're not too. <laughs> well, I, what I kind of fucking sideburns are those, Mackenzie? <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I thought I could get away with it. Well, you didn't, and you're doing extras all weekend. <laughs> yep, probably. <laughs> yeah, we're going to. Uh... Yeah, no. So uh, you know, I I got to respect that. You know, folks are. They're not. They're not. Uh indoctrinated like we are right so <laughs> they're not dead inside yeah <laughs> yeah so we just uh we just keep uh i keep it kind of uh okay we're gonna leave at eight yep. and then uh if if we leave at eight it's that bonus and if we leave at 10 after close it out yeah it's gonna we're gonna have a fast we're gonna have to pick up the pace and you don't want that yeah <laughs> <laughs> through the swamp you know oh yeah. man oh geez oh there's anything else what a what a crazy i mean i just still can't i mean and, and this is wild like this has never been done before i don't think you're doing interviews what like there's no time to stop at all <laughs> it's like you can interview me while i'm marching if i can squeeze it in it's amazing yeah, people yeah, think they're getting uh, flashbacks to the Forrest Gump movie where he just ran across the country forever. Uh, yeah. But Forrest Gump was just doing it purpose purposelessly for no reason. This guy is, a, is on a pretty serious mission here. Um, and, uh, you know, I I just I, I'm speechless. I mean, it is what you're doing to my to me is is, is astonishing. Um, but at the same time, I understand why you're doing it. And I, and I get why um, where it's coming from. I mean, I've been I'm just this is what I've been doing because I felt the same way. I had to do something. What can I do? How do I? you know i i hate this feeling of sitting around and seeing everything that's happening and feeling helpless like i have no i mean i'm not gonna save anything or, or do it but if i can help you know push the ball up the field an inch or two in whatever way i can contribute then i would rather much rather do that than than not and well um, yeah it's about it's about you know going to bed with a con with a clear conscience like at least you yeah. tried right right i didn't sit here and do nothing as everything was you know burned down and destroyed and i kept my mouth shut and i kept my head down and said you know oh maybe they'll eat me last you know if i if i just do nothing i'll be the last <laughs> one to get eaten by the alligator or whatever the churchill quote is right about appeasement uh is thinking the alligator will eat you last you know um, yeah so it, it's right i mean i i agree you said it's a national crisis i think it is too it's um a lot of people are hurting and suffering and and uh, they're pretty teary-eyed, you know, seeing uh, seeing you doing what you're doing, and it's bringing a lot of hope and, and inspiration to people. And I, for one, of I think it's heroic. And in, in, uh, is this is a legendary thing? This is never going to happen again. This is outrageous, uh, in a good way. 
Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, that, that was one thing I found out too. Like, I mean, I had to, for a lot of years, you know, with, especially if we're asking the infantry what we did as, yeah. as a soldier, you know, you kind of put your, put a, you put compassion in the back seat a lot of the times, right? Yeah. And, um, you know, we know the definition of the word, but we don't really practice it, I think. Right. And, um, I don't know. I just got to that point. I think where, yeah, I real, you know, I was suffering, and I realized there was a lot of other folks who were in the same boat. Yeah, for sure is, especially in the military as well. Um, it's it's sick. It's sad to see what they're doing. And um, there was a time, maybe in the fall, uh, at the at I don't even want to say it, one of the units in Petawawa. The, I think it might have been Third Battalion. I can't remember, but they had the uh, the unjabbed guys. Um, sitting out in a in a mod mod tent, separated away, segregated away from everybody, like, and that's where they would go because they wouldn't let them work, wouldn't let them do anything. They would just put them in there all day, and they'd oh sit there. Oh my god, I didn't and know had that. Them, had them cleaning up cigarette butts and, and putting them on GD and this kind of stuff. It's like, oh, so you're like POW, like you guys had done something wrong, like you're being punished. And uh, you know, CTV tried to get down there and investigate, and they they wrapped it up quick and shuffled them back inside. And I think the engineer RSM on the base had to come down and chew out the the RCR RSM. I don't know what happened, but I was like, "Oh, did the engineers have to come save us? We'll never live this down, guys. Like, <laughs> we can't have this." But uh, you know, it's it's sad oh, and, man, and that they worst. won't. Uh, there's there's you know what's really disappointing and frustrating to me is that there's so many. How many officers do we have? You know, we've got more generals and senior staff officers now than we ever did in World War II when we had a million troops or something, and I'm still waiting for any of them to find some kind of, you know, moral fiber or backbone or character to, to stand up and say anything on behalf of these people that they're, they're, they're supposed to be, these guys trust them to look after them and take care of them and lead them. And they're just leaving, hang them out to dry and letting them burn. It's horrible. Uh, I, I don't, I don't get it. I, I just, I don't understand it. And, um, but I, I don't know, you know, like I'm, I'm thinking if, <clears throat> If I'm inspiring anybody, then if I can inspire one dude in uniform, you know, to be that, you know, yeah. that, that stormtrooper that kind of like, you know, takes his helmet off and is like, uh, yeah. hey, right. um, I'm not a clone. Yeah, I'm not then, a zombie. Well, I've made, yeah. Yeah. Some of them did, some of them have, and, and I'm sure there'll be there'll be more in the future, but it's, uh, you know, there's just not enough, and it's crazy that it's going to take something like this, and I guarantee this is going to have, especially as this continues, uh, as the legends continues, um, I mean, I, I, I don't know how you ignore something this, this, this crazy, and I mean, I'm personally, I'm going to do everything I can to, to support this and keep uh, keeping this in the public consciousness. I'll, I'd like to check in with you every little once in a while and see how you're making out. And, yeah, absolutely. Let's, let's yeah. do that. Um, I'm sure the veterans. Because, uh, it's, it's important for me. Like I know you got good contact with uh, with guys still serving and guys recently retired and stuff, right? Like, and uh, yeah, those are that's that's my people, right? I mean, I want to yeah let them guys know what I'm doing. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, we're gonna uh, we're gonna come up on a break here. So yep. Well, that uh, that wraps up nicely. Why don't we? Uh, <laughs> It's a really good conversation, Jeremy, and uh, let's do another one.
Absolutely. Thank you so much, James, for, uh, or sorry, Warren. I mean, don't, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not deprogrammed yet. It's only been a few years. I don't remember how to do this. Uh, yeah, I, I appreciate you so much, uh, for coming on and, and taking the time to talk to me and everybody else. And, and for what you're doing is, is absolutely, uh, impressive and inspiring. And, uh, I'm going to go do some more pull-ups right now and I'm probably going to complain. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to quit after 20 or so, but then I'm going to feel bad about myself. Like he's all still out there walking and, and it's going to be a it, for, throughout the day, you know, so hopefully this will, you'll have inspired me to be some slightly less lazy, I, I suppose, but <laughs> I appreciate it so much, uh, what, you, what you're doing and, uh, cheers yeah. to you and your crew and, and everybody. Thank you. Uh, absolutely. So, uh, I can let you Thanks, go here if, if you have anything else you want to say before I, uh, let you go and yeah i just want to say like if if you know we knew each other back in the day um you know like i said in a couple of videos i wasn't always me either <laughs> i could i could have been i could have been uh i could have done a little bit better job me too as a, as a supervisor and a leader yeah well, uh, I, mean... I hope that doesn't stop you from you know reaching out to me if you want well, tomorrow's a new... I know that there's dudes hurting out there and sometimes you, you know they need somebody to talk to so absolutely I, I feel the same way that's a uh, it's a great message thanks a lot James uh best of luck uh good weather um I mean you know what you're doing <laughs> I don't have to tell you anything you know <laughs> actually could you help me with something I'm just kidding um have, have a good uh, the rest of your day well, you and, uh... if you need anything you let me know too uh, well, I would be out of my mind to ask you for anything right now I think you're a little busy uh, crushing the continent um, but, uh, I, I'll, I'll keep that in mind. Thanks. And enjoy your barn day. You're going to go dancing later tonight. Is that the plan? Cause your feet just are. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, I'll probably have to utilize my, uh, escape, uh, and evasion skills, uh, at some point before the tap <laughs> starts. Right? You did, you brought smoke grenades. I'm assuming you just slam one of those down and go right out the nearest window. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> throw some, throw some arty yeah. sims around. It'll be, you know, the confusion you'll be able to escape. <laughs> That'd be a hell of a yeah, way exactly. to leave a party, too. I mean, I imagine so. Yeah, totally. All right. Pop smoke right. for real. Thanks very much. At uh, at Canada Marches, I think, on uh, Twitter, Instagram, um, all the other relevant, uh, you know, social media poisonous uh, things we do. CanadaMarches.ca is the website. And uh, I think that's it. If you want to uh, follow James and support what he's doing, um, go there and, and, and find those. Did I miss anything? Is that all of them? Oh, that's good. And, uh, yeah, we'll set something up in the future now we uh, got contact. Awesome. Thanks a lot, man. Appreciate it. Have a good day. Okay, Jeremy. Take care. Yes. There we go. Well, that was cool. Uh, I was looking forward to talking to that guy. Um, what a crazy thing that he's doing. <laughs> I mean, wow. I'm just going to – I'm just going to – and what a, what a poetic thing. Because these are the guys I looked up to my my whole career. Like it's like I I didn't want to be an officer for a reason. I I wasn't really an officer type guy. Um, maybe I should have. I don't know. But but there's something about the hardcore NCO. You know the Sergeant Major Plumleys from the, you remember that movie We Were Soldiers and you know these kinds of guys where it's just like that's the guy that's going to get it done. That's the guy that's going to win the war for you and get things done. The NCOs are the backbone of the army, and. Um, it's such a classic, you know, how is this going to happen? I'm just going to throw in my rucksack and I'm going to walk all the fuck. I'm just, you know, <laughs> like maybe they didn't answer his phone calls. He's like, fine, I'm going to fucking come down there. And he's walking to auto from Vancouver. It's incredible. It's amazing. Um, it is. He's, he's a legend. Um, don't know what else to say about that. You can go to uh, follow him on his uh, website, CanadaMarches.ca. 
Um, you can there's a live track here you can go to right now and you can follow where he is and what he's doing. Um, there's a home about blog how you can join and support. Uh, you can buy some stuff. How to you know contact all of it's there. CanadaMarches.ca. He's on uh, Twitter as well and Instagram and uh, all of that kind of stuff. Um, I think I I think I, I got the rest of these. Uh, no, I missed a couple. Some weekends and Tuesdays. I'm pretty sure we have more generals than leopard twos. That's um, that's probably correct. Uh, Blonde libertarian says thanks for lining it up and giving us a chance to hear his story. Um, Typical, uh, you know, typical good guy, you know, infantry guy. It's, uh, you know, always more worried about the things, you know, you can do, you can do uh, 900 things right and you do one thing wrong and that's the one you always, you know, that's just what you think about for the rest of your career. It's the one day you didn't do, you, you fucked something up or did something wrong. I'm the same way. I mean, I, you know, ruminate over things like that and he seems to be that kind of guy too and that's how I know he's, he, he seems like a pretty fucking good guy to me. So, I mean, I, I, unless you guys, unless, I'm sorry, CBC, you know, unless there's someone else just, you know, torturing their body and mind on a daily basis and sacrificing their, you know, work and career and, you know, everything else uh, for the sake of the people of this country. Um, if you have somebody better, you know, show, I would love to hear from them, but I don't think that's the case um, right now. And shame on you for not uh, for not giving this man the, the, the proper attention and respect that he deserves, that he's earned. And um, so that being said. Uh, I'm going to play this. Uh, if you if you don't know, now you know. And if you missed it, um, this is a great little intro video. This is the video he posted um, uh, shortly before he uh, he stepped off. And uh, I'll play this, and then uh, we're going to get out of here. And i got to get some stuff ready for later this evening for whatever. Now, what are we on now? 222, 222, uh, 200, episode 222, something like that. So uh, check this out. I'll be right back. My name is James Top. I'm a warrant officer. I served in the regular army for over 25 years. I transferred to the reserves. I got a job with the public service working for the RCMP. I was placed on leave without pay and I am in the process of being released from the armed forces. I am not authorized to wear this uniform right now. I accept full responsibility for what I am doing and what I am saying, and I am willing to suffer the consequences. This is hard for me. I may suffer repercussions for uh, what I'm doing right now by wearing this uniform out in public. But something needs to be said, and I think I speak on behalf of a lot of people when I say enough is enough. I do not speak on behalf of the Canadian Armed Forces or the regiment that I have served with. But I want to honor them, and I need to wake them up. I do not like the direction that this country is going. I disagree with the government imposing mandates on us. I am not here to speak on behalf of any political organization or group. I am here for me. I am here for the people of this country. It's the people of this country who work for a living that make this country run. I work for them. I also am here to pay my respect to the veterans of this country that have given their lives and their, and their limbs and their minds in the service of this country. I am doing this for them as well. So this is my message. We as Canadians, all Canadians, need to stand up for what we believe in. First Nations, immigrants, and the people that were born here. 
This country is ours. It is not the property of the moneyed few. There are people out there who risk their lives every day. They're truck drivers, they're construction workers, they put the power lines up, they lay the telephone lines that enable us to communicate with each other. I'm here for them. I put this uniform on for them to defend this country. So I want everybody to know what I intend to do as a form of protest against overbearing government mandates is to march from Vancouver to Ottawa. On foot, under my own power, and on my own dime. This is peaceful, this is constructive, this is setting an example for anyone that they have the power to stand on their own two feet and make their voices heard if they have a problem. They have the right to do that. Am I afraid? Yes, absolutely I am. But I'm gonna work through it. I am not encouraging lashing out with violence, with coarse language, with profanity. I am not making inflammatory statements to any person or group. I want us all to come together, everyone, to recognize what we have in this country. And that's the freedom to speak out and disagree and make our voices heard. I disagree with what the government is doing right now with citizens of this country who have chosen to go to Ottawa and make their voices heard. It's time to reach out with an open hand and not a raised fist. So on the 20th of February, I am leaving from Vancouver and I am marching to Ottawa. I've not always got along with the people that I work with. And I've said the wrong things and, and not acted in ways that were professional. I just want them to know that. And if they want to reach out to me, I would love to hear from them. If what I am doing is offending you, then I apologize. But something needs to be done. I have spent the last two years sitting back, saying nothing, and that time is done. It's time for me to do something in support of Canadians, in support of soldiers. Being a soldier isn't just about taking up arms, it's about mobilizing your inner resources to do something and make a stand. And not just that, to march forward. And that's what I'm gonna do. I serve this country. By putting the uniform on. I've regained the pride in this uniform. And what it means. And that flag right there. But any of my brothers and sisters in uniform, why I am here, I want you to understand that you have a right to make yourself heard as well. I'm proud of everybody that came down here. I am proud of everybody who is holding a flag. And if you want to support me, 
I welcome it. But if you want to insult me, twist my words and my message, that's your right. If you want to hate me, that's your right too. You have the right to your own opinion. So say what you're going to say, and I'm going to say what I'm going to say. I did it again. I, it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be a. Uh, it wouldn't be a, a, a proper production of mine if I didn't mute myself at some point in time. How do you not find that guy inspiring? And how do you not? Um, I mean, how do you not? It's it's incredible. It's it's a wonderful thing that he's doing, and uh, what a guy. You know, it's. Um, thank you guys for being here, and th- and, th- and thank you so much for that. And thanks uh, to James uh, for everything he's doing. And but more importantly, um, for being the guy, being being the kind of warrior and and example of this country that, um, you know, I'd always hoped that we'd had. And he's uh, exemplifying it right now. Um, so, God damn. <laughs> incredible, incredible stuff. I have got to go get ready. Uh, i got to get some things done, and uh, we're going to be back this evening for uh, whatever, whatever we're doing. Whatever we're doing. Clown world. It's a nightmare. CanadaMarches.ca. Uh, at Canada Marches on all these social media uh, platforms and places and things. You can go and find uh, and support the man and what he's doing. All the relevant places. Outside of that, uh, thanks guys for being here. RagingDistant.com, as always. Uh, the links to all my stuff are, are there. And uh, I'll see you this evening. Unless that's not really your kind of thing, then in which case, I don't fucking care. <laughs> There's no way but the hard way. Get used to it. Tried and true. Worked before. We're doing it old school. Fuck it, we'll do it live. We're putting Roxx on and we're marching all the way to Ottawa. We're just going to cross the continent on foot. It's no big deal. It's what I do. It's what we do. This is what we do. Amazing. All right, guys. Uh, Paul Patria, big time. And sorry, you dirty Patricias. He is an RCR hat badge too. So we've got dual citizenship. You're gonna have to share them. You have to share the Topinator with the with the chicken uh, redactives. All right? It's got a sting, but it's true. You just gotta learn to live with it. All right, guys. Cheers. See you next time.